Hello, fellow planeswalkers, and welcome to Into the Ether Vortex. My name is Ninja Boy, your guide into all the different ways you can enjoy Magic the Gathering and how they all come together into something wild, wacky, and a little bit magical. Hope everyone is doing well and that your Magic games have been to your satisfaction as of late. Um, I've been, you know, still playing a little bit of Kaldheim here and there, um, but pulling a little bit back, partly because I've kind of run out of gems and uh, with uh, I actually got a new dog uh, in the past week or so and uh, have, you know, had to save a little bit of money to, for dog expenses, so can't be spending all my money on gems in Arena. Um, but... You know, despite that, I'm still, you know, just shy of about 40 drafts in Kaldheim Limited or so, um, with, of course, you know, my various uh, standard views to help me with my quests on a daily basis, saving up the cast uh, and in-game currency for whenever Strixhaven comes out. Um, I did have like a pretty sweet seven-two draft with the uh, Bears of Lajara and Sape and and uh, and Sape Sifter Tribal deck. Uh, you can check my Twitter for the deck list. Um, but you know, also I just haven't been you know the newest product that came out recently, a uh, Time Spiral Remastered. Um, not really something that's interested in me. I definitely want to be playing that you know as a. Uh, as a draft format, and unfortunately, still can't do that in person yet. Um, though I did get my, uh, you know, first dose of COVID vaccine last week, so hopefully I'll be able to play at my LGS soon enough. Um, and on top of that, you know, uh, I'm definitely one where old border cards don't really have a particular appeal for me. Um, so you know that the, the that deck is definitely that product is definitely one that's just not for me. That being said, Strixhaven and Commander 2021 are on the horizon, uh, with spoilers starting, I believe, yesterday, as of the time this episode comes out. So, you know, I'll be over on the Magic subreddit, as usual, uh, putting together the daily compilation posts of all the spoilers for a given day. Uh, we also got all the dates for the sets after Strixhaven, uh, Modern Horizons 2, Forgotten Realms, and both Innistrad sets for Wells and Vampires, in fact. Uh, and, you know, with all of the product coming out, if I do my useful what I'm going to be adding to this deck, to my decks from this set episode each month, um, as well as, you know, my what has my experience been like playing X format for the standard sets, um, you know, I, I'm basically, that's basically going to take away all of my monthly episodes uh, that I have planned for the rest of the year, which has me thinking I may or may not be coming back to a bi-weekly schedule to do more EDH deck tech episodes, uh, maybe alternating every other week. Uh, we'll still see to be determined based on you know the rest of my my, my real life load of work in the meantime, though, you know, I, I was able to get my EDH fix on recently with the online group Cardboard Community, um, though the guys on there probably say I need to play a little bit more often. Um, shout out to you, Alex. Um, anyway, check out CardboardCommunity.com and join us on Discord or Slack to get games if you're looking for a cool group to play Bell Table with on Friday Night Magic. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I got some games on there with after a bit of a hiatus and actually had a pretty good run um, over three games. The first game, a bit of a dud. I had to duck out partway through to get a call from my parents. Uh, um, I was playing my Surak, Teemer, Atarka Tribal deck, uh, so I wasn't really doing much. Um, but I won both of my next games, uh, one with Brea Thopters and then one with Omnath Hydras. I've already done deck tech on Omnath Hydras, so I figured why not do this week's episode's deck tech on Brea Thopters. Okay, um, so as the name suggests, the commander for this deck is Brea Ethereum Saper, uh, white, blue, black, and red for a 4-4 artifact legendary creature human uh, who enters the battlefield with two 1-1 blue Thopters and who can pay two and sack two artifacts to either deal three to a player, give minus four minus four to a creature, or gain five life. Now, given her colors and abilities, she's a pretty flexible commander when it comes to uh, whatever direction you want to take as long as it has some sort of artifact involvement. Um, I personally 
purposely decided to have her helm a Thopter tribal deck uh, to put all my draft chat from Kalidesh, plus the random sets that had a Thopter sub-theme um, in you know, mostly in the core sets. So to that end, uh, first off, the Thopters. Now, a couple of cards are printed as Thopters themselves. Ornithopter as the 0-mana zero 0-2 zero Thopter, uh, Hope of Giroper, the legendary 1-1 one, one Thopter for 1 that can be sacked to shut down non-creature spells after damage, um, you know, Pilgrim's Eye to search for a land card for my hand, or Skyscanner to just draw a card on ETB, both for 3 mana. Uh, Drill Skimmer is a 2 1 with Shroud uh, for 4 if I have another artifact for 4. Um, and then, you know, Snare Thopter as a hasty 3 2 flyer for 4. Or Thopter Assembly at 6 mana to make 5 Thopters if it's the only one on board and return to my hand. Now, a lot of my Thopters come from cards that bring uh, that, that come along as a friend to this creature. Um, Hangerback Walker, for example, dies to make uh, X Thopters, where X is a number of plus one, plus one counters on it. You can pay XX uh, for zero, zero with, you know, X plus one, plus one counters. So, you know, pay four mana, you get two plus one, plus one counters on it, and pay more mana to, you know, help it grow over time. Uh, Loyal Apprentice is one in R for a hasty 2-1 uh, that popes out a Thopter if I control Brea each combat step. Um, Aviation Pioneer is 2 blue for 1-2. Uh, Gear Per Geocrafter, 2 red for 2 and a red for a 2-1. Uh, Thopter Engineer, 2 and a red for a 1-3 that creates that uh, grants artifact creatures haste. Um, and you know, Aspiring Aeronaut, 3 and a blue for a 1-2 with flying. All enter the battlefield with 1 Thopter Buddy. Uh, Experimental Aviator is 3 blue blue for a 0-3 with 2 Thopter Buddies. Uh, Royal Rogue is 2 blue blue for a 2-2 who comes with 2 Thopter Buddies and can tap 2 artifacts to make a creature unblockable. And Maverick Thopterist is a 3 blue and red uh, who can be improvised out tapping artifacts to pay for generic mana cost uh, who also brings 2 Thopter Buddies as a 2-2. And of course, you have uh, Chandra's parents, Pia Nalar and Pia and Kieran Nalar, uh, who both bring a Thopter or two along with them and have various abilities that make use of those Thopters, such as you know making creatures unblockable or dealing damage to an opponent if you sack uh, the Thopters. Uh, Psy, Master Thopterist, poops out of the Thopter every time I cast an artifact spell. Um, I can also pay mana and sack two artifacts to draw cards. Uh, Whirler Virtuoso can pay mana energy, um, if I have any, to make Thopters. Sorting Sphinx, poops one out whenever I cast uh, an artifact creature I control, like Thopters. Uh, deals damage to an opponent. Um, and Inspired Sphinx not only draws me cards on ETB, but can also pay mana to make more Thopters. I've even got non-creature spells uh, that make Thopters. Uh, Foundry of the Consoles is a land that can be sacked to make two Thopters. Uh, Efficient Construction uh, it pulls aside Master Thopters, and whenever I cast an artifact spell, I make a new Thopter. Uh, Thopter Spy Network makes a new Thopter every upkeep if I have another artifact, um, and also draws me cards whenever my Thopters deal damage. Um, and, you know, the split spell, uh, Depose... Uh, deploy has the deploy half being to make two thopters and I gain life for each creature I control, uh, which should be a lot given the number of thopters I'm making. Also, not a thopter per se, but I gotta mention I have thopter arrest, which is you know an oving type effect for removal uh, with just the, the perfect name for the deck. Now, also worth noting is I do have Thopter Foundry. Uh, this is a white-black hybrid mana and blue, so two mana, uh, for an artifact that lets me play one mana to sack a non-token artifact and make a 1-1 Thopter and gain a life. Um, the reason I mentioned this specifically is because it's one half of a 
not quite an infinite combo, um, but a pretty pretty significant one with Sword of the Meek. It's a two-mana equipment that grants creatures plus one plus two and equips for two. Nothing impressive by itself, but the catch is that if a 1-1 creature enters the battlefield under my control and Sword of the Meek is in my graveyard, I can return the sword attached back to play attached to that creature. So Say I were to sack the sword to uh, Thopter Foundry. I can make a Thopter, uh, so it's a 1-1 one, one, um, that enters the battlefield. That, because I sacked uh, the, the Sword of the Meek as part of the cost paying, it's in the graveyard when it enters the battlefield, triggering Sword of the Meek to come back to field attached to the Thopter. Um, I can repeat this ad nauseum, continually sacking and bringing back the, the sword to play. Um, for as much mana, mana as I have available, all can be done at instant speed. Now, there are a couple of other sack outlets I could have that give two mana whenever I uh, sacrifice a creature. So I can sack the uh, token artifacts, you know, which, which you know, uh, Thopter Foundry doesn't let you sack uh, token artifacts. But if I can sack, you know, uh, the Thopter to say Crack, crack Clan Ironworks or Astonaut's Altar, that gives me two mana. So first off, do that loop, you know, sacking both, uh, using the two mana to basically, uh, you know, get... This, an extra mana if I'm sacking uh, the Thopters um, and to just to make Thopters over and over again uh, to go infinite with the amount of mana. Um, but, you know, I, I don't have those in the deck. And then, you know, you can do that to make infinite uh, infinite Thopters. I don't have those in the deck because I don't really like true infinite combos, but it still is nice to have a pretty powerful combo in the deck uh, in case I need to close out the game in an emergency. Now, Thopters aren't the only weird creature type I have in the deck. Uh, the first version of this deck actually had Servos be the secondary type because, you know, Kalidus had something in both Thopters and Servos. Um, however, I ought to take those out because Servos 1-1 um, bodies on the board aren't super impressive uh, in and of themselves. I did, however, include Assembly Workers, um, a weird semi-forgotten creature type. Um, of course, you have both Mistress Factory and Urza's Factory, two lands that either become or create Assembly Worker tokens uh, or creatures, but the defining trait of this creature type is that they interact with, that, with their own creature type um, and making or searching or buffing them, right? So the original card, Assembly Worker, gives a plus one plus one boost uh, till end of turn for an Assembly Worker whenever it gets tapped. Um, you know, uh, Cogwork Assembler can copy any artifact for a turn. Uh, Foundry Assembler can be improvised out for free since it's five generic manners. You can tap five Thoughters and get one for free. Uh, Mistress Self-Replicator can make a copy of itself or one mana whenever I cast an artifact or legendary creature. Um, it cares about Historic. Which can lead to some exponential fun, right? You, a thought, you know, uh, a thopter comes in, or when I ca I cast, you know, uh, say ornithopter, pay one mana, I now have two mister uh, self replicators. Uh, another artifact comes into play, pay two mana, I now have four, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, self assembly can also uh, search out another assembly worker to put into my hand. Now, finally, these are kind of underpowered uh, and will probably be rotated out whenever I have more powerful stuff coming in. But, you know, that's what's currently in the deck. So, how do I win this deck? Well, the easiest answer, and the way I did it when I played with the Cardboard Community, guys, is just swinging over and hitting face with a bunch of Thopters. Uh, Tempered Steel is an enchantment for one white-white that gives artifact creatures plus two plus two. Chief of the Foundry is a construct for three mana who is a lord that gives plus one plus one for artifact creatures. Master Tinkerer is a two and a white for a dwarf artificer who gives Thopters and Servos uh, plus one plus one on a three-two body that can also make Servos if I pump mana into it. 
Uh, Massive Ethereum is a two and a blue for a Vidalcan artifact wizard who has power and toughness equal to the number of artifacts I control, which can get very big with the number of topics I'm making, but also is a lord for all artifact creatures at plus one plus one. And Jor Kadeen, the Prevailer, is a human warrior for three red and white with first strike and also metalcraft that gives all creatures I control plus three plus O oh when I control three or more artifacts. With all of these out, a single Thopter goes from 1-1 one, one to an 8-7. Uh, I've also got Soul of New Phyrexia, an artifact creature avatar that can pay 5 to give creatures I control indestructible until end of turn, and also do the same even if I exile from the graveyard. Now, of course, combat isn't if combat isn't your thing, there are a couple of other cheeky wins to be had. Uh, Mechanized Production is a 4-mana enchantment in blue that enchants an artifact. At the beginning of my upkeep, if I have 8 artifacts with the same name as the enchanted one, I win the game. So, say I enchant a Thopter and poop out a ton of them you know, with the Thopter-Sword th th combo. That's game at the beginning of my next upkeep, where I suddenly have eight Thopters in play. Uh, alternatively, if I splurged a bit, I, I did splurge a bit, and I included Hellkite Tyrant in the deck. Uh, it's six mana for a dragon that steals all of my opponent's artifacts when it deals combat damage, and wins me the game at my upkeep if I have 20 or more artifacts at the, be um, at the beginning of my turn. Now, given that very well, I could easily get 20 artifacts on board without needing to swing with him and, uh, you know, steal... And, and steal uh, my opponent's artifacts, that's a pretty cheeky win kind of out of nowhere as well. And, you know, this one's less all-in, but doing more incremental damage over time due to the number of artifacts I have, uh, Reckless Fireweaver deals one damage to all opponents whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under my control. Make five Thopters, deal five to everyone, that's 15 damage to the board for one creature coming in, or for, you know, five creatures coming in. Now, of course, I can also outvalue my opponents, uh, especially on mana cost based on the number of artifacts I have. Uh, Foundry Inspector costs three, but makes all artifact spells I can control cost one less. Um, and which, given there are 40 artifacts in my deck, will be most of them. Uh, Ethereum Sculptor does the same thing for one in the blue, and Chief Engineer at one in the blue gives all of my artifact spells Convoke, um, letting me tap creatures like Thopters uh, to help cast them. On top of that, I've got Inspiring Statuary to grant Improvise to all the non-artifact spells in my deck, uh, including using all the artifacts I can to tap for ma generic mana. Um, you know, plus, you know, Triple Mana Rocks with Thought Vessel, Commander Sphere, and Chromatic Lantern. Um, I also have good old Panoharmonicon to double up on those ATB triggers that come in with a Thopter. So instead of one Thopter, I get two. Instead of four, two, I get four. These aren't the only crazy artifacts I have. Uh, one of my favorite parts about Cal Death Draft was the crazy feel of being like an inventor trying to piece together what you have with the pieces that somehow work together like a crazy Rube Goldberg machine. Uh, emblematic of this was the uh, module set of cards. Uh, animation module, the Coxon module, and Fabrication module. Animation module makes a servo if I pay one mana whenever one one counter is placed on a permanent control. Uh, this leads to the Coxon model, which gives me energy whenever a creature, like that servo from animation module, comes into play. Which then leads to Fabrication Module, which puts a plus one plus one counter on a creature whenever I get an energy. Which leads back to Animation Module, playing one mana, and so on. So it doesn't just infinite loop, I have to put mana in each time. But, you know, I think that's a pretty sweet deal. Uh, similarly, uh, there's the Cycle of Stasins from Fifth Dawn. Uh, Blasting Stasin lets me sack a creature to ping a target, and uh, you know, unta any untaps whenever a creature comes into play. Uh, salvaging Stasin creates a, uh, returns a one CMC non-creature artifact from graveyard to play, and if a creature goes to, uh, from play to graveyard, I can untap Salvaging Stasin. Um, and then Summoning Stasin taps to make a 2-2 Pincer creature token, and if an artifact goes to the graveyard from play, I untap it. 
Plus, I haven't added it yet, but in my maybe board, there's grinding station, which mills three uh, whenever it's tapped uh, and untaps whenever an artifact comes into play. I, I'm never quite sure how to sequence these things together, but I think that's part of the fun where, oh, I have two stations together. Okay, let's see how these two interact with each other with all the other things going on in my deck. Um, so, you know, there's also Skull Clamp, which, you know, if my top tips are not buffed to be more than a 1-1, one, one, I can just, you know, if I need a lot of card draw, just mow down my top tiers with uh, as much mana as I have available to just draw a bunch of cards with Skull Clamp. Um, and then Retrofit Foundry is an all-in-one kind of module card that, you know, I can pay to untap it, but then also tap it to make a servo, tap that servo, and sack that servo to make a thopter, and tap that, tap that top tier, and tap uh, the, uh, uh, the, the Foundry to, you know, make a 4-4 construct, uh, and so on. Um, the finally, the last set of cards I have in the deck are actually a fairly common theme within my EDH decks. Uh, I try and find a Planeswalker that fits the theme of the deck and includes as many versions of that Planeswalker and the associated cards as possible. Uh, in this case, I have Dovin Bond from Kaladesh, uh, who seemed like a good fit, right? Like, you know, servers and thopters, you know, Kaladesh, Dovin Bond, makes sense. Um, I won't go over all his iterations in, in detail, but I do have Grand Arbiter from Ravnica Allegiance that makes a thopter, which is minus one. Uh, the OG Dovin Bond from Kaladesh, which who ults limits how many permanents my opponents can untap. Uh, the Planeswalker deck Dovin from Ravnica Allegiance and his dismissal from the Planeswalker deck that lets me tutor him up, as well as bounces a creature uh, to the opponent's library. Uh, and then Hand of Control from War of the Spark that takes all my opponent's artifacts, taxes all my opponent's artifacts, instants, and sorceries. Um, I also somehow overlooked putting in Dovin's Veto from War of the Spark, which probably would be a good idea, uh, both for flavor and, you know, having some answers is good. So that's basically the deck. Uh, make a lot of, of topters and try to be down with them, use them as fuel for some sort of Rube Goldberg machine, or get cheek with them and playing defense for Dovin. Um, it's worth mentioning in my mana base right now, very budget. I don't really have any crazy cards, just whatever I happen to have laying around. I did make sure to get the artifact lands from Mirrodin uh, to up the artifact count in the deck. Uh, Buried Ruin is also in the deck to recur an artifact, and Spire of Industry is a rainbow land if I control an artifact. Now, that's the deck as it is today. Um, however, there are some considerations I have been mulling over. Uh, the biggest consideration I would be to add more artifact-focused Planeswalkers to the deck, particularly those from Kaladesh. I, of course, mean Sahili Rai and, to some degree, Tezzeret, uh, who features in the story. The reason I haven't just yet is I had ambitions uh, for creating what I called Mana Rock Tribal, uh, basically just putting a bunch of Mana Rocks in the deck, putting out these you know Planeswalkers uh, who interact with these artifacts on the board, um, and especially if Paradox Engine uh, was still legal. Of course, it got banned, which kind of put a damper on the deck. Um, Sahili has five cards I consider I'd consider adding in her three planeswalkers plus Sahili's directive and Sahili's artistry. Uh, Tezzeret has a bit more with seven versions of himself uh, and five associated cards. Um, and it's the Planeswalkers um, and the aforementioned Dovin's Veto and Grinding Station. Um, I've also been thinking about leaning into uh, the more Thopter creature, to nature, the creature token nature of Thopters uh, with a few more anthems, right? Leyline of the Meek, uh, for example, or Intangible Virtue, uh, giving plus one plus one uh, to artifact or to creature tokens. Um, uh, you know, Phantom General and Taysa Karlov also could synergize with my creature tokens as well, though they get a little bit away from the flavor of artifact creatures, so not quite, not quite sure about that. 
Uh, also been considering a Brudeclad, a Telcor engineer, um, who's an artificer, right? Creature tokens, I gain haste. Um, and then the other thing is what at the beginning of combat, he makes a 2-1 blue mer artifact creature token, and I can turn all of my tokens into um, another token that I have, um, which I can get a big token on the field is great. Um, that being said, I really would want to focus on having mostly thopters and not, oh, let me throw in this random big, you know, uh, this big, uh, you know, uh, creature token. Um, I, I don't really think that's what I'm going for here, so... In any case, that's how my Thopter Tribal deck uh, currently is. Um, you know, with the current with the spaz of Assembly Workers and Dovin Bond. Um, as with most of my decks, you know, especially the one, but especially ones that uh, focused around improvising with artifacts. This one is subject to change, but I just really love the. Every game is very different, and trying to piece together the pieces um, that that come together as I draw them. If you're going to go back to the Vicalis, I'm sure I'll make more additions here. Um, but in the meantime, though, you know, you can check out the deck list for this on my Architect page. Um, as far as what deck I'll profile next, if, again, I end up going back to bi-weekly and having time to make uh, more episodes, um, I, I don't know which one I should do next. Uh, you know, what would you want me to do? Um, especially after Commander 2021 and Strixhaven comes out with all new goodies in the coming weeks. In any case, you know, this podcast is coming to its resolution. Uh, let me know what you think uh, of, your, of, um, of, what, of my, uh, my Vrea deck. Um, how would you build Top 3 Tribal? Um, you can do that on Twitter at EtherVortexPod or via email at IntoTheEtherVortex at Zemo.com. You can find Into the Ether Vortex on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Make sure you're subscribed. And if you can, leave a review or share the show with your, with your play group. Any of that helps. If you want to support the show more directly and help me justify going back to a bi-weekly schedule, you can do that over on Patreon. My architect with all of my deck lists is under the username NinjaBoy, where with an I. Links to all of those podcast listings, Patreon architect, will be in the show notes. The intro and outro music is provided by Kevin MacLeod. You can find his stuff at incompetech.filmmusic.io. Editing and production is provided by Ninja Boy Media. Until next time, may your plans be plentiful, but not too plentiful. And pass the turn. Mm-hmm.